0: There'll be a short synopsis in English, and also there'll be a link there to become a monthly supporter to make this show possible. Um, please tap the link in that description or visit anchorfm gelb to become a monthly supporter. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. We're on page Tess 129, the top line. I'm just uh, speaking about how. There's Shema and Shemban and the beater, the refining of the sparks in the reality and creation come about through the revelation of Shema, the pure revelation of godliness into Shemban, which is basically the sparks of god of um, of godliness which are trapped in creation. But then when Shema refines Shemban, Shemban experiences an aliyah an ascent even higher than Shema. Like the idea of the and bal, the Balchuva, the, bal the penitent, when he comes back to Hashem he repents so he is he stands in a higher place even than the perfect righteous Tzadik because of his des- intense desire to connect to Hashem and the, which the Tzadik can never experience because he was never far in the first place so to these sparks of godliness which are trapped in the physicality they experience such an intense desire to go back to their source which is overpowers even the desire of the um, Shema, the pure revelation of godliness. And then we were talking about the idea of answering this question of the Avnil Yud. The weighing stone is referring to the Yud. When you weigh merchandise, you put on one side of the scale, on the other side of the scale, you put this weighing stone. The main the main thing is not the um, is not the weighing stone, but rather it's the merchandise which which you are, are weighing. It's on a higher level. So too the the sparks of holiness trapped in creation, which are in the klipa. Which are a lot closer to the Earth, just like this merchandise, which is being weighing down, it's weighing down the, the um, on the one side of the scale, causing it to go closer to the, the ground. Um, so through the descent of Ma and the revelation of Shema to cl- becoming clothed in ban into the sparks of creation, so they become refined and they are they ascend above, and then their ascent is even higher than Ma. And therefore, Shema now is Was compared to this this weighing stone, that the main aspect here in this weighing is the actual merchandise, meaning is the sparks of creation. Even though they go closer to the ground, but and they're being put closer to the, gro- the ground because they're weighing so much. But in the end, their ascent is a lot higher because um, they're they're the main purpose here of the weighing is the merchandise. And we ended up saying, like the verse says, David Higdil. David is. Shein-ban, always the, malchus, the source of creation the energy of creation and that Ban goes to a higher place than Shein Ma and that's what it says Yeinossan which is David's best friend Yeinossan is the letters Yud K Vav Nosan that Nosan he gave to David the Ashpa of Shein Ma into Shem Ban and through that you refined David's level of Shem Ban to the extent that like the verse says David Higdala became greater at a higher level even than Shein Ma which Yeinossan gave him top line, usher al eser, and this is also the meaning of the verse which we brought earlier, which is also which this whole uh, idea of the weighing stone was brought upon, brought uh, regarding this verse. So this is what it means: the usher, the rich person should not bring more. Um, in the simple sense, talking about one of the sacrifices that the the, the rich person and the poor person are equal in the sacrifice, but the Zoyar explains that the rich person should not bring more than 10 Usher, the rich and Eser, are the same letters except for the Yud so implying that the rich person should not bring more than 10 what does that mean? Pirsha Asher Shuhub Das Ira Kester. we spoke about before that the true richness is when a person is Mushba B'riba Y'Shefa he has a lot of abundance referring to the level of Das but how Das receives directly from Kesser, like we spoke about before, two levels of Das, Das Eli and Das Tach and the higher level, the lower level. So this is, the rich is Das, how it refers directly from Kesser, the level of um, the crown, which is referring to basically infinite godliness, transcending creation, just like the crown transcends, is above even the head, even Chokhmah. So the rich um, Das, which is received directly from Kesser. Le Eser, should not increase more than 10. What does that mean, Shane? Eser is referring to the 10 spheres the Chokhmah, Referring to the ten series of Chokmah, the basically the ten spheres, which is mainly which is mainly represented by Chokmah, which is the first of the ten spheres. So this level of Das, which is the rich person, should not really go more than ten. Meaning, the whole the whole way that the the, the creation is going to be refined and uplifted is only through the ten spheres, which is the main mainly represented by by Chokmah, because Chokmah has the ability to refine. Um, these sparks from within creation like the Zayra says (laughs) that specifically through Chachma will the refining process take place why? because Chochmah is one of the 10 spheres and therefore automatically is considered an inner inner internalized light because the whole mode of the 10 spheres is the godly energy how it fits within limited vessels so even chok- even though is the highest, still it's a it's a defined sphera and therefore it enclosed in a defined vessel. So Chachma is a internal a limited revelation of godliness, how it, inter- it becomes internalized in one of the vessels of, of the sphere's. And therefore, specifically through Chachma, can this refining process take place. To begin as Kesser who because Kesser, which is now this is talking about the the level of godliness, the infinite godliness, how it transcends creation. In which the um, which causes the richness of the das, so which receives directly from keser. So keser, which is the ermakif, it's in a transcendent, a transcendental light, a level of godliness which totally transcends limitation. So we is a It's impossible to bring about the refining process of the sparks and uplifting of the sparks from creation through such an intense revelation of godly energy. Uh, rather, the this uh, intense Makiftica light, this intense infinite energy of Kesser has the power to blind the eyes of the Khitsainim of the external energies which are referring to klipa Basically, um, intense revelation of godliness in Kesser, infinite revelation, doesn't cause the uplifting of the sparks, the refining of these sparks from the physicality and lifting, rather it just totally destroys the um klipa and the sparks. Um the Kesser, like like it says it's saying that it blinds the eyes of the Khitsanim, just like a person when a person, God forbid, looks directly at the sun. Um a person would think, if you look directly at the sun, the sun is what allows you to see. So you look close the more you look at it, the more that you should be able to see. But it's actually the opposite, the intense light of the sun is too much for the limited vessel of the eye. And it just causes the blindness. It's too much to handle for the eyes so too in this revelation of Kesser is brought within creation it's too much for creation to handle it doesn't deal specifically it doesn't go down to the world of these limited sparks within creation and work with them to refine them rather it just destroys and overwhelms them the Kesser is karis and that's why Kesser, which is this sublime level which transcends creation the infinite energy of hashem is the same letters as, as karis is as cutting off because its whole purpose, meaning its whole, when it re- is revealed in creation, it doesn't deal with creation in the proper internalized way, where it deals with the details of creation and goes to the creation's level. Rather, it just overwhelms creation. It cuts it off. Like it says in the verse, all your enemies shall be cut off. Meaning all the klippal shall be cut off with the revelation of keser. But that's not the way of refining. Refining is... In order to have a true refining process, the sifting of the through the physicality, in order to free the godly sparks that are trapped in reality, that is only that can only happen through chachmah, which is a erpanimi, meaning which is a limited light which relates to creation and doesn't overwhelm it, and that is the whole process of of refining. Just like, um, let's say, an analogy for it, of two different types of people, uh, two different. Scenarios. Uh, a shliach. I'm not sure if this is an exactly analogy, but it's just what I thought of right now. You have a person that's coming closer to Yiddishkeit, and there's two ways to bring him closer. So either you can slowly work with him, you know, step by step, you know, learn with him, ter, uh, invite him for Shabbos, do little by little, and slowly he will come closer and closer to Yiddishkeit in a more process, in a more step by step manner but or then there's another person that could be brought you take him directly to the Rebbe and he's overwhelmed by the feeling that he feels there and he's just like oh my gosh like I want to connect to this truth but even though that's uh, he's skipping a lot of steps and it becomes a lot closer quicker but that it's going to stay because it's not a process it's not like you're not relating to him you're not explaining to him on his level you're overwhelming him so I'm not sure if that's the perfect analogy which is what I thought of right now same idea, Keser. It's overwhelming the divines, the sparks of the reality, but not really taking them into consideration and trying to uplift them, which is the idea of Chachma relating to them. and therefore Ha'osher la'yarbe al Eser. That's why it says this uh, Zoyer explaining this verse that the the rich person, the rich, which is referring to dasa or receives directly from Keser, should not increase more than ten b'chinas Eser to meaning should not go more than ten, the ten spheres, which is mainly represented by Chochmah, the Vare which has the ability, the, the Chokmah has the ability to re- bring about the refining process and the sparks in, in reality. And through, now, Das, not, not um, in you know, basically not going into creation and refining it with the intense energy of Keseh, but rather, um, descending and in, into Chokhmah, into the 10 spheres, into mainly Chokhmah, and, and bringing about this refining process through Chokhmah, all through that, it will be drawn down into Das, a level of revelation of godliness, of, of such a sublime level of, of godly light, which is even higher than its natural richness, which it receives from um, Kesser. This is the same idea, like I said before, that when Shem um, Ma goes down to refine Shemban, then Shemban. Ascends even higher than Shema. So when Das goes down to refine the sparks of the reality through channeling through Chokhmah of the 10 spheres instead of just overwhelming creation from that revelation of Kesser, then it will actually get a higher revelation, a revelation from even higher than Kesser. So yes, um, so this is now the deeper meaning of the verse. It says a person, the wise person, should not praise himself with his wisdom, and shouldn't be too over, you know, proud and haughty. And the usher should not, the rich person, should not praise himself with his wit with his richness. The simple meaning of the verse: Don't be all proud of yourself for your things and be bragging. Rather, you should, you should. Praise yourself in this. What does that mean? So in order to understand this verse, let's explain. Chochmah has two levels. There's the Chochmah, how it is in its pristine state in the world of Atsilas, how it's existing there. It has an intense revelation of godliness. And it's a lot more pure revelation. And then there is the level, the level of chokhmah, the more external level of chokhmah, which relates to creation, which actually descends within creation in order to bring about this refining process. See what we already learned earlier in another mimer um, in this So, concerning these two levels of chokhmah, and specifically the one the level of chokhmah, which descends to bring about this refining process in creation, it says in the verse. The the wise person should not praise himself with his with his wisdom, meaning with his wisdom, meaning the wisdom how it exists in its pristine state in natzilas. Rather, he should praise himself in the his descent of that wisdom down in the descent of chachma down to creation to relate to creation in an internal way and to refine to bring out the refining process. Like like the verse says, the wisdom's Torayna, wisdoms on the outside, they they sing, they rejoice. I mean, that's the true rejoicing. The true purpose is when the chokhmah, level of chokhmah, goes outside, goes down to creation, to bring about the refining process. And also, the verse says that the rich person should not praise himself in his richness. Which we said before, the rich person refers to das how and how it receives directly from Kesir, the light, which the infinite energy of Hashem transcending creation. It's like the crown above the head, so the rich person dash should not praise itself in its connection to the to the um, light of Kesser rather the person who praises himself should praise himself in Zois in this, which is referring to the Ban, which is referring to the refining process and the refining of the sparks of Ban of the godly energy trapped in creation Sha that through. This is that's what that's what you should you should praise yourself in this. The this is referring to the refining process, the refining of the sparks of Shymban. And then the verse continues, and through that refining process, has via isi, you will intellectualize and you will know me. You will know me. Meaning you will know me, myself, as referring to Hashem's inner core, inner essence of the infinite energy of Hashem. So Hashem's inner inner essence meaning that's a lot higher than Kessar. Kessar still you can talk about it as a specific level, even though it's a level which transcends creation, but it is a level. Here we're talking about the inner core, the essence of Hashem mamish, which is not even you can't describe it by any level. So that is how how do you get in touch with that? Only through um only through the Chokhmah or the Das descending into creation, relating to creation and, and bringing about their finding the, the sparks in creation. That is how Haskel via Doya Isi. And that's also the general idea of Torah. Like the Zayar says, that Torah derives from Chochmah of Atzilus. So Torah comes from Chochmah of Atzilus, but it descended down here, and it's given to us into creation. It's given the Torah that we learn down here is how that Chochmah of Atzilus has descended already down to creation. So its descent down here is in order to bring about these, finding of these sparks of shame bomb which are trapped in the creation. And when you learn Torah about these physical, physical concepts and physical cases you're actually refining and uplifting the sparks within creation through that Chochmah that's descended down to relate to creation, which is in the Torah. So now, we're going to speak how the Torah that comes from Chochmah and its descent to this world is in order to refine, to bring about the refining process in the sparks of creation and within all the, um, everything in creation that needs to be refined and fixed and uplifted. And we said that, specifically, that there's two levels in Chochmah. And there's the Chochmah, how it's in its pristine state, and that's in its essential state. And then this level of Chochmah, how it descends, and it's more external level, how it descends to the world to re- bring about refi- refinement. And that is how it truly reaches its highest level when it comes down to refine. Like we brought from the verse, Ali Yisraeli Chochmah Chochmaseh Bizois through through descending and refining. And that's how it will become in touch with Oisi with, with, with The ini the, the is called strength and tushia, which comes to the word um, weakens or lahatish to, to, to weaken. So it's called oiz and the and, the, and the sages say uh, So this, so this explains when it's, when the terror is called strength it's referring to it brings strength when you learn terror it brings strength to the godly soul to waken up the godly soul to arouse the godly soul it gives the power to the godly soul to to escape from the confines of the body and the animal soul When a person learns terror that is the terror is the remedy terror is the um tavling. The spice to, that gives the godly soul the strength and the energy and the power to to escape from the confines of the, of the animal soul, from the from just the getting outside of one's own limitations, one's own bad habits. Learning terror gives that person that strength because it wakes up it wakens up the 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 godly soul. For behold, the 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 godly soul. How it has descended down here and become enclosed in the animal soul, its its power has become weakened. All you days uh, through this through this very enclosement in the in the through the descent and the that the godly soul has left its its source and and descended into this physical world, and even more so it's become now trapped in the body, in the physical body and the animal soul. So that is weakened its power like like the Zayar says that the strength of the body is the weakness of the soul like we explained in the previous mimer so automatically the fact that the body is now involved brings weakness and automatically to the to the godly soul in general the more the person focuses on physical and indulges in physical automatically the weakens he weakens his desire he weakens his, his godly soul's uh, power is, is he weakens really his sensitivity to godliness the godly soul is always powerful but it becomes more and more covered over by the coarseness of the animal soul so the strength of the body weakens the soul uh, so the descent of the godly soul down here has weakened its power and this is the deeper meaning of the verse when it says i am Hashem, i have not changed and you, the Jewish people, will never be Kilesim. Just like I will not changed, so too you, your Jewish people, will never expire. You will never die. You will never be um, destroyed from totally. And they, but that's a simple explanation that just like Hashem will never change, so too, Jewish people will never change in the sense that they'll never, they'll never be destroyed. But the deeper explanation is the Navi, the prophet, is in a state of wonderment to himself that from the contemplation of the idea that I have Hashem, I've never changed, meaning that Hashem totally transcends creation, and therefore he was never he was not affected at all from the work of creation. And his, and is also his unity was never changed, meaning the fact that He's the only existence has never changed, because everything is totally nullified and absorbed within Hashem. So from that contemplation of the idea of I I totally transcend creation, therefore I never changed. Efish. It should, have brought, it, bring about, it should have brought about, within the Jewish person who is contemplating this, the idea of khalizh and the expiration of the soul, meaning an intense love, and intense desire, to the extent that a per, the soul, person's soul almost wants to leave the confines of the body totally. Meaning it should have brought about this rotzi, the state of desire and yearning to become absorbed within the essence of Hashem, within that essence which he is contemplating, the essence of Hashem which truly really transcends creation, and therefore has never changed like it says in the verse who else do I have in the heavens and with you I do not desire anything in the earth my, my, my flesh and my heart yearns and pines for you that from that contemplation that basically that nothing else has any worth in the heavens and the earth meaning in the spirituality and physicality nothing has worth compared to that essence of Hashem um, therefore it should have brought, that should bring about the natural the natural um Product of that is like the verse continues. My, my heart pines in this and uses the word colour like clay efish. So the Torah is called so we're, we, so far, we're just explaining the idea of strength. The Torah gives strength to the godly soul, which has become weakened because of its enclosement in the physical body and the animal soul, and because the, automatically the strength of the body is the weakness of the soul and now this is the idea that so even though that the jewish person meditates down here he contemplates deeply focuses on this idea that hashem has never changed Hashem's has essence never changed he's saying and if and you think about such an amazing thing and you still are not coming to place nefesh how is that possible and this is talking about the when a person should be, she should be wakening up in his soul. This intense yearning to become absorbed in the essence of Hashem. That's referring to the yearning that comes from the the comes from the the godly soul. Because the godly soul has naturally a flaming, burning fire for to become absorbed in back in its source in Hashem. Like we explained in the previous, Bible. I mean, in a Bible we we learned before and you even though you have thought about such an amazing concept about the essence of Hashem how He transcends creation never changed you still haven't come to nefesh, to this intense yearning to become total, to lose your whole existence within the essence of Hashem so the reason why even though they contemplate such an amazing contemplation that should bring about this, this nefesh, the reason why they didn't, it doesn't is is that's because they're the Bnei Yaakov, the children of Yaakov, like the verse says. The verse says, Yaakov <speaking in Hebrew> So I was quoting it wrong. Bnei Yaakov It says specifically the the word the name for the Jewish people of Yaakov instead of Yisrael. So what's Yaakov? As <speaking> Mikoil <in Hebrew> So that's. Yaakov comes to the word "akuv Halev mikol" that the word that the heart is totally akuv Halev mikol that it's totally weak, uh, like it says. Choloshu, like explains the Rebbe Shabbat explains that means that that means that it's weak. So Yaakov has the connotation also of weakness. Um, and how did this weakness, uh, the you know, be, how was this weakness brought about in the Jewish people? Like it says in the verse, my strength, my strength was. Um, weakened because of my sins. <speaking in Hebrew> that through sin and transgression, the the power of the of the godly souls has become has become weakened, and has now stumbled. It's not the same as it was in, um, before the sin. <speaking in Hebrew> now we're not talking about uh, just re- regular actual sins, actual transgressions. Ki'im because the the word oven, the word transgression, usually actually implying sin, also has a deeper meaning. And It also comes from crookedness. That means that a person that through the fact that a person um, makes his path crooked in the sense that he becomes drawn after the um, lusts and physical desires and and physical pleasures that is also weakening the power of his godly soul so not just through his actual sins which obviously weaken the power of the um, godly soul but also through the sense of crookedness meaning through a person going off the right path making his path crooked going off the path of of just connecting to Hashem and doing everything for the sake of Hashem, he's just being involved in physicality for the sake of physicality, and being too much involved in physical pleasures that that also weakens the power of the godly soul. So why is this crookedness? Why is this called crookedness? Going off the path, because because uh, the verse says, "Hashem made a person straight in a straight way." That meaning to say that means to say that that the 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 Energy, the light of the godly soul should shine within the person <speaking in Hebrew> and he should go in the straight path meaning <speaking in Hebrew> the way of terimitzas <speaking in Hebrew> who like it says you shall guard the ways of Hashem doing terimitzas and going on the straight path and not being overly involved indulged in physicality <speaking> in <Hebrew> the verse continues but instead the people have sought after <speaking in Hebrew> Have sought after many different calculations which means guf gufonim, that even though a person, Hashem made the person straight that he should go on the straight path is, is, is the light of his soul should always shine within him by doing terimitzis and not being overly involved in physicality, people go after their own calculations with many different with, uh, things which are, feel themselves as separate from godliness which, which actually things which do separate a person from godliness, which are the physical pleasures, being involved in physical pleasures just for the sake of physicality without any higher purpose. that through that the person's going making his path crooked, going after physicality. Through that the power of the the strength of the godly soul becomes weakened. Shain that now that a person has become overly totally indulged in lusts after physicality, the godly soul doesn't have the power anymore to to overcome overcome and to escape the confines and the imprisonment of the body and the animal soul. And to bring about this state of yearning, the yearning to leave these confines and to become totally absorbed and nullified in the essence of Hashem. So about concerning this, situation that the neshama finds itself in and the confines in the imprisonment of the body and the animal soul, and therefore it can't, it's not easy for the for the godly soul to be, you know, for the person to be sensitive to his, his godly soul's desire to become totally absorbed in godliness. So concerning the situation, the Torah, that is what the Torah is here for, that it gives the person, it gives the person strength and power to overcome this situation, to overcome the the animal soul's power and the animal soul's tendencies. Like the verse says, Like the verse says, Hashem has given strength to his nation. Hashem has blessed his nation with with um, uh, with, with peace. So the sages say, that strength in this verse only refers to the Torah. So the, the Torah is what gives us strength to overcome the struggle with our animal soul. So the verse continues there, that Hashem will bless his nation with peace. What is ba'sholim with peace? It could have said, Hashem will bless his nation with peace. It says, ba sholim, So that implies, sholim, Two types of peace. Hu is is First of all, what's the idea of peace? Peace, the general idea is connection and unification between opposites. When there's peace between two people, bringing two people which have opposite ideas or ideas which go against each other together so Shalom is the whole idea of Shalom is connection and unification between two opposites and the sages say whoever is involved in learning Torah, he brings peace to the upper the upper family means the upper family means the upper realms and he brings peace to also the lower realms what is it? These two types of peace referring to? The peace, the unification between the two opposites, which exist in the that a person brings about through learning Torah in the upper realms, is the connection, the unification between the infinite energy of Hashem and the godly soul, which is basically a unification between infinite and finite. Because the soul, how it comes down here and enclosed in the body, is finite. So the peace which which, um, which Tereb, learning Tereb brings about in this world, in the sorry, in the, in the upper world is bringing the upper world, meaning bringing the infinite essence of Hashem down to connect to the um, godly soul, which is obviously giving the godly soul that connection with the infinite energy is what gives the godly soul strength to overcome the, the struggle with the animal soul. Ah. So this is actually referring to the connection that a person brings about with the infinite energy of Hashem to the uh, godly soul, how it is still above being enmeshed and clothed within the animal soul. So referring to the level of the godly soul, the level within our godly soul, there's different levels. So there's the, uh, general explains the chassidus, the five levels, the nefesh, uh, neshama, mm-hmm. chaya and Yechidah So chaya and Yehida, the two levels of the godly soul, which are not clothed and revealed in the body. They remain in a makif way. They remain not sensed in an internal way in the body the person cannot sense them whereas the nefesh roch neshama the lower levels of the soul come in a, a panemistic way into the body and, and give life to the inner koichis of the nefesh like the, amides, the intellect and emotions so when a person learns Torah he brings peace in the upper realms the upper family referring to the unification between the infinite energy of Hashem and the level of the godly soul which still transcends being revealed in the body which is the higher levels of the godly soul the chayen yechida um that is sholim b'mayesh meila. That Visholim b'mayesh shamata, and the peace in the lower family, in the lower realms, That is referring to the peace, the unification, which is brought about between the um, between the adin seif, between the infinite energy of Hashem and the external diminished ray of the soul, which encloses actually within the body and the animal soul, in order to give the strength to this level of the godly soul, which comes enclosed in the body and the animal soul, to give it strength to be able to escape and to come to a, a state of yearning and a state of desire to come become totally absorbed and subsumed within the infinite energy of Hashem, within Hashem. And, that the, and the strength also this peace that a person makes through learning taira with his level this level of the soul the godly soul in the body and the aryan safe also makes it that this overpowering energy of the of the aryan safe which is drawn down through his learning taira makes it so the body and the animal soul should not impede this escape of the of the godly soul from the animal soul it shouldn't get in the way of that so it's a twofold effect it gives strength to the to the godly soul to the level of the godly soul which is enclosed in the body that it should have the strength that a person should be sensitive enough to his godly soul to basically arouse it, to get out of the body, to get out of the confines of the body, to get out of his regular habits and his indulge his overindulgence of physicality. And also this revelation of godliness, which is drawn down through the Torah, makes it so the body and the animal soul shouldn't be so coarse and shouldn't be so intense and not, shouldn't get in the way of his, of the And on the contrary, this revelation of godliness brought about the Torah makes it that the, Godly soul, that the animal soul and the body should be in a state of bittul, not just that they shouldn't get in the way of the godly soul but rather they should be in a state of bittal of self-effacement of nullification to Hashem the Kishem Oiz now we come to the second explanation we said earlier we started going into the idea of the, the whole idea of the Torah is that it came from Chochmah it's the, the aspect of Chochmah which descends into the world in order to bring about a refining process so that is the idea of the Torah the Torah is called Oiz Vitushia. Strength and tushia either means salvation or also and it comes in another word of lahatish to weaken. So the tera is called strength and weakness, it gives strength to the godly soul that it should be able to get out of the confines and the limitations of the animal soul and the body. And like we just learned, and now also the tera is called just like it's called strength, it's also called tushia in the sense of weak, weakness. And like we just learned, it also weakens the power of the animal soul, it weakens its power and its animalistic nature that it shouldn't get in the way so much. Turning the page to Kuf Lamid to 130, the animal soul should also be in a state of bitl, of self-effacement, of nullification, of surrender to godliness. It shouldn't get in the way so much. We'll stop there on the top bitch Kuf Lamed, in the first line, 130. Thank you everybody for listening to the new podcast, Chesidus. This is Levi Gelb. And... If anyone has any questions or any thoughts or feedback, please feel free to email me at rabbigelb at gmail.com. Also, please check out my website, chesidisonline.org, and sign up for our weekly email to receive a Maimur Mavur, explanation on a Maimur from Tehrer Lekute Tehrer, almost every week. And there you'll also find a, an archive for all our other or older Mimar that we've already explained on the weekly Parsha on the Yom Toivim. And also you'll notice in the description for this week's episode and for every week's episode a little link to become a monthly supporter, a partner in this uh, for this podcast. Please consider doing that. It will help greatly to allow the episodes to continue and to make them better. And you can also dedicate an episode in honor of memory of something or of a simcha. And to do that, please email, email me at RabbiGelb at gmail, and we can mention that at the beginning and at the end of, every, of that episode. Thank you very much.